Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. It's Thursday, July 6th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm George Kaloudis here again for your daily news roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin, the Fed, the latest headlines, and more. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin is down 0.7% and Ether is trading down 1.4%. And this comes while traditional markets are also all trending down. There was some strength in the last 24 hours until a mid-morning dive. And this strength can probably be attributed, yet again, to BlackRock and the institutions. Yesterday, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink went on Fox Business and said that, quote, We do believe that if we can create more tokenization of assets and securities, that's what Bitcoin is, it could revolutionize finance. Fink continued, Instead of investing in gold as a hedge against inflation, a hedge against the onerous problems of any one country, or the devaluation of your currency whatever country you're in, let's be clear, Bitcoin is an international asset. It's not based on any one currency, and so it can represent an asset that people can play as an alternative. End quote. What's wild here is that Fink is singing praises not just for Bitcoin, the monetary asset and network, but for other cryptocurrencies which are trying to tokenize assets. And this is using something that he has previously called, quote, an index of money laundering, end quote. What a turnaround. That said, I'm frankly getting tired of talking about BlackRock and seeing its name in headlines, especially in the context of crypto. And that's because we can't all but help notice that BlackRock, Fidelity, Invesco are, well, the centralized third parties crypto was started to, quite frankly, evade, or at least, keep honest. And now, here they are, talking about decentralization as they fight tooth and nail to centralize it. That said, when these firms talk money, which they are, people, and the market, listen. Today's crypto market coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk Markets reporter Helene Braun. Bitcoin is currently trading at $30,018, while Ether is trading at $1,872 per token, according to the Coindesk Market Index. And shifting to traditional markets. Just like crypto, it's red everywhere in traditional markets. In the US, the Dow Industrial Average and the S&P both lost 0.7%, and the Nasdaq Composite declined 0.9%. 
In Europe, the regional stock 600 and Germany's DAX seeded 1.9%, and London's FTSE 100 is down 2.2%. In Asia, Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index got clobbered, losing 3%, the Shanghai Composite fell 0.5%, and Japan's Nikkei 225 fell 1.7%. In commodities markets, Brent crude, the international benchmark for oil, and gold are both trading down. Brent crude lost 0.3% and gold lost 1.3%. Brent crude is trading around $76 per barrel and gold is trading around $1,917 per troy ounce. The big performer today is First Republic, up 10% trading at $0.64 per share. Today's traditional market coverage draws from MarketWatch. Stay tuned for after the break when we'll take a look at some top headlines. Back in a minute. And we're back. I want to further discuss a bit more macro news in light of the FOMC meeting minutes being released yesterday. A headline from the Wall Street Journal reads, Americans have quit quitting their jobs. The surge in Americans quitting their jobs has abated since peaking during the pandemic, offering yet another sign that the labor market is cooling down from ultra-hot levels as the Federal Reserve raises interest rates. The cooling off of the job market is widely viewed as a positive for the Fed, which feels completely backwards. I won't expand much further than just pointing this out, because, as we know, price stability means some inflation but not too much, and full employment means some jobs but not too many. And of course, if the numbers don't say what you want them to, choose different numbers that say what you want them to say. Let's move on to more bankruptcy talk. According to a Wednesday legal filing made by FTX, proposals put forward by defunct crypto lender BlockFi are an abuse of bankruptcy rules. BlockFi's plans, set to be discussed at a July 13th New Jersey court hearing, were also opposed by liquidated hedge fund Three Arrows Capital and by federal regulator the SCC. FTX, which bailed out BlockFi last year before itself filing for bankruptcy in November, says its sizable claims against BlockFi have been unfairly downgraded by the proposed plan. FTX said, quote, BlockFi debtors believe some bankruptcy wand can be waived to make the FTX debtors' claim disappear without satisfying basic procedural fairness and due process requirements. This is abuse of the plan process, end quote. The filings are an attempt to unravel complex financial transactions among crypto companies which are now all undergoing separate bankruptcy cases as they attempt to repay customers and other creditors. BlockFi may also have claims against FTX in parallel proceedings being held in Delaware, to which FTX's lawyers expect to object, the filing said. Three Arrows Capital, which says it's owed over $220 million by BlockFi, also protested that it wasn't being given a chance to contest fraud allegations. While the SEC said proposed clauses to release BlockFi and its management were overly vague and broad. After the SEC voiced similar objectives in relation to yet another bankrupt crypto lender Voyager, legal delays meant Binance US pulled out of its offer to buy the company. BlockFi's creditors have also argued that its bankruptcy plan is a costly and elaborate way to free executives from legal responsibility for poor financial decisions and have said the company should simply be liquidated. George here for just a brief addition to add a little context and tie this into yesterday's show. Bankruptcies are complicated, and in crypto, it seems that all the bankrupt entities are somehow all intertwined. Well, they are. They all tripped each other up on the way down, hurting regular retail customers along the way. But this is how bankruptcies proceed. In court hearings, 
through legal dockets and legal filings. For context, BlockFi declared bankruptcy in November 2022, and the situation is still clearly developing. Coindesk's Jack Schickler has a story here. And turning to some quick international news, a bill to extend certain tax benefits afforded to Israel's high-tech firms to the country's crypto sector passed a preliminary reading in the country's parliament. If passed into law, the bill would exempt foreign residents from capital gains taxes on the sale of digital currencies and reduce tax on options for employees, similar to stock options, to about 25% from 50%. The bill has the support of the coalition government led by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and aligns with his economic policies to attract investors and companies to Israel. Israel has been working to integrate crypto into its local economy by regulating the sector, with the government proposing guidelines for the treatment of digital assets and requirements for stablecoins. The country's security regulator is set to supervise crypto assets. With technology and crypto, Israel believes it has the opportunity to compete with the major financial cities in the world, such as London and New York. And so, making the country attractive to these types of investors and entrepreneurs by lowering taxes seems like a prudent move. Coindesk Sandalihan Dagama reports. And that's our show for today. Thank you for listening. For those of you still with us, we'd love to hear what you think. You can email podcasts at coindesk.com with the subject line, Markets Daily. I'm George Kalutis, and this episode was produced and edited by Eleanor Paul with executive production by Jared Schwartz. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. I'll see you all tomorrow.